so critically acclaimed. Hi everyone and welcome back to part two for How I Met Your Mother on the Not So Critically Acclaimed podcast. Now again, as I mentioned in part one, I've only ever seen the show all the way through once and it was several years ago so I really did my best to remember as much as I could but I apologize in advance if I didn't cover everything you wanted me to talk to or if I miss like vital things um, that were in the show. I just don't remember it so bear with me. So let's start with relationships because I feel like that's a primary thing that is just really relevant throughout the entire series. So first up is Ted. Now obviously Ted is the worst character. He falls into the trap where the main character is the most disliked character on the show. I personally never liked him. I thought he was just really whiny and constantly like going against his parent, his not his parents, his friends' um, advice, and does what he thinks is going to be good for him, but it's literally never good for him. And so his three primary relationships are, of course, Victoria, who I actually really liked with him. Like, I feel like um, Victoria was also a little bit annoying, so they were like a perfect fit. But obviously, I think she ended up leaving to pursue a career in Germany for baking, I think. Um, But I did read that, I guess this was around season two, that if the show was going to be canceled, they were going to make Victoria the mother. But obviously, it went on for nine seasons, so that didn't happen. Um, then there was Stella who was with Ted for another big chunk of the show Um, I honestly despised her she took Ted for granted and I feel like had Ted maybe listened to his friends earlier on he wouldn't have gotten involved with her to the extent that he did and you know gotten left at the altar and then had all that like kind of emotional trauma from that and like preventing him from getting back out there um, right away like Honestly, she was just not a good choice from the start. She had a kid, she had a complicated relationship with her ex, and she lived in New Jersey. So it was definitely never going to work between the two of them, and there were just so many red flags. But again, Ted just like disregarded that and did what he thought like was good for him, but it's, again, never good for him because he's just like dumb, I think. And then there was Zoe. So honestly, I barely remembered Zoe on the show, let alone their relationship. So that kind of says it all for their relationship. Um, I think she was the one that had some, like, they kind of had an enemies to lovers thing with Ted because he was going to be tearing down the building that she was, like, trying to prevent from being torn down. Um, But Ted saw the light or something in the end and, like, didn't tear down the building. I don't remember how their relationship ended, but I think she had an ex who was, like, older and he was the captain and that was what happened. I don't know. Overall, though, again, I hated Ted, so I didn't really care for any of his relationships, but we'll discuss him and Robin um, and him and the mother when discussing the ending a little bit later, so just bear with me for that. Then the other, like, major relationship we have to talk about is, of course, Marshall and Lily. So definitely the healthiest couple on the show, but they, too, had their moments. I really like Marshall. He's probably my second favorite character. Sometimes, though, his humor is pretty stupid and he gets involved in, like, stupid storylines, so it's not always the best. But he was definitely the most honest, loyal, and genuine person on the show. And, like, who doesn't like Marshall? Like, come on, that's just not possible. 
Lily, on the other hand, though, had her flaws. Primarily, it was that it always felt like Marshall put more into their relationship than she did, and he always prioritized the relationship more than she did. I mean, she had a lot of accumulating debt, I think, and that forced Marshall to get a job he didn't want. She almost moved across the country for a job, and not to mention when she broke up their engagement for a little while because she needed to quote-unquote find herself and was like afraid to commit Like, that was absolutely ridiculous and really frustrating to watch because, you know, you didn't want to see Marshall and Lily with anyone else, and it was just unnecessary drama, I think. It's like they didn't know what else to do with their characters at the time, so it's like, oh, let's give them a hiccup. But also, I could understand, like, most of the time, I've said this before on, um, like, a previous episode of the podcast, like, any couple that starts the show off together never, like, ends the show together, at least, like, like, in this sense where they've been together for the entire thing because that just wouldn't be entertaining granted they're not like the primary um like plot point of the show versus like in another show where literally the relationship is the whole premise of the show there's no way that they would start the show to end together and then like end the show together and having been together through the entire series without hiccups like i could understand that they needed to throw something at them um you know, to make it more entertaining. And I would say like Marshall and Lily are definitely the equivalent of like Chandler and Monica from Friends. The only difference, of course, is that Chandler and Monica don't happen till about like a third of the way through the series. So again, that like points out my whole theory, like, you know, they're not together for the entire series. Um, So yeah. But anyway, um, even though Lily is frustrating at times, I really did love her friendship with Barney because she was like someone who always saw, you know, the little bit of vulnerability that Barney had and she was there for him to confide in her, um, which he didn't do with anyone else. So I really loved how Lily and him had that special thing and like she really saw um, what no one else saw in him at first at least. So then speaking of Barney, let's talk about Barney and Nora. Now, I don't really remember too many details of their relationship, but I will say the obvious is that had this relationship not happened, Barney wouldn't have become the person he needed to be in order to be with Robin. Um, Like this was his one and only real relationship before that. And I think this taught him a lot about what it means to actually care for someone and even love them. Um, honestly, I don't remember how the show, how their relationship ended, but I'm glad it did because I'm a major supporter of Robin and Barney. Then Robin and Kevin. So this was a bit of an odd relationship since he was literally her therapist and there is definitely some ethical violations with this. I mean, yes, they didn't start dating until after she stopped seeing him for therapy, but it was still like a little like, eh, that's not so great. Um, again, I don't remember how they ended either. Uh, I really liked Kevin's character and it seemed like he, um, brought the best out of Robin, but at the end of the day, she was just met for someone else. So speaking of that someone else, we have to talk about the finale and those last two relationships that we're going to discuss obviously tie into the overall ending of the show. And that is Robin and Barney and then Robin and Ted. So first up, I was a big supporter of Robin and Barney, like I said. It was kind of those, like, one of those unexpected pairings that just worked. Robin was always, you know, quote-unquote, one of the guys who was down to drink a scotch and play laser tag. So it was like this perfect match with Barney. She wasn't like the other girls he dated, and he respected her and adored her, like, in his own way. Um, And it also always felt like a bit of this enemies-to-lovers situation, too, which is always fun to see unfold 
on screen. And then apparently, this is like a little fun fact, but Neil Patrick Harris really wanted Ted and Robin, or excuse me, not Ted and Robin, wanted Barney and Robin to be together. But um, Colby Smulders, who plays... um, who played Robin was kind of iffy on it. So Neil Patrick Harris really tried early on in filming to like give extra looks in her direction or even like stare at only her during a scene to then see if like anyone picked up on it. So he was a real like advocate for the two of them getting together and was I guess probably a primary reason that it did happen because the creators never planned for them to be together it was more like the two characters had great and the actors had great chemistry and the show like the fans were responding to it well I think so with all that being said I thought it was absolutely cruel what they did in the last season they drag out their relationship and make the whole season about their wedding day only to have them get divorced and have robin end up with ted and i just have so many issues with that so let's talk about ted and robin they were literally horrible together because they were just too different in what they wanted like at the very beginning they didn't work out because ted wanted a commitment and robin didn't Granted, Robin did change her mind later, but she changed for the person it was worth it for, and that was Barney. And it it always felt like Barney and Robin had so much more in common, even though, again, they were, like, an unexpected pairing and they were a bit of an enemy to lovers. In the way, though, that, like, their personalities were and they, like, approached their lives, they just seemed, and, like, relationships, they just seemed to have a lot more in common than Robin and Ted. But I will say it always did feel inevitable that Ted and Robin would end up together. Um, And I'm sure if you watch the first episode back, knowing that they end up together, you'll see it a little differently because I think they play on um, the fact that the kids in um, the story of like How I Met Your Mother like when in the first episode they play on it like by the very end of the episodes Ted's like and that kids is the story of how you're my mother and then it's like nah just kidding like there's a lot more that comes with it or something but that was like a quick little like joke and almost like foreshadowing but like actually no that is how he met um it's not how he met the mother but like how the story ends because it's literally exactly how it ends with Ted going back to her apartment and showing her the blue French horn again Um, And I will say I loved that ending because the blue horn um, is like a symbol, of course, of the show. And I am a sucker for symbols and nods to like important items from earlier on in the show that like reward fans. You guys know this. But in the end of the day, I'm still like, no, thank you. And honestly, the other major reason that it was like a no thank you was because they literally created this entire show to lead up to finding out who Ted, like how Ted met the mother we find out we love them together because they were really cute and like that's how cute they were that we actually liked Ted in a relationship because um, as you recall I didn't like his character at all but Tracy was really cute and then what do they do they kill her so he can end up with Robin like what was the point and so honestly at the end of the day I think How I Met Your Mother is one of the worst has one of the worst endings in all of television history And I would have just kept Barney with Robin being happy together and Ted being happy with Tracy and not killing her. Like, it's supposed to be a sitcom. I don't understand why they had to make it so dramatic and, like, cruel at the end and just hurt all these fans. Like, you put us through so much. It was really frustrating. So that's honestly, like, my overall impression of a lot of the plot points um, and like because I feel like the relationships was the primary point. So now I want to talk about just like some of the best jokes from the show slash like the ones that I could remember. 
Um, so first up is the slap bet. Now, this was something that came out on the show because like Barney and Ted were betting on something about Robin. And so then um, whoever was right would get like would win the slap bet and the whole idea was you could either give five slaps whenever you want like literally whenever in your lifetime or 10 slaps right now and there was like a slap bet commissioner that was had to be like in place and so my brother always went my brother and I who we watched the show like at the same time we always went back and forth trying to decide which one would be better getting the five slaps whenever versus the 10 slaps now and I honestly can't decide because the five slaps whenever it's like you're going to have to be constantly living on edge. Like you never know when it's going to happen. But at the same time, because you never know what it's going to happen, like you're not going to build, it'll just catch you off guard. You don't have time to like psych yourself out and get yourself all scared. Whereas the 10 in the moment, it's like, oh my God, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. But if you just get it, like whenever you're not going to think about it always, but at the same time doing the 10 in the moment, you could just like get it over with and move on. But I don't know. I feel like I would probably choose the five. Yeah. Okay, then there's a fun line that's, have you met Ted? Really just like a fun pickup line. Um, Apparently the creators got it from someone they used to work with because the writers of the show were like writers on like one of the tonight shows or the or late night or something um so yeah then the hanging chad the only reason i know what a hanging chad is is because of how you met your mother um and that of course is from the halloween episode when ted dresses up as a hanging chad every single year because he met a slutty pumpkin that liked his costume um but i'll talk about that a little bit later then there's of course legend wait for it fill in the blank with some extra long phrase dairy and it's just one of neil patrick harris as barney's like best moments um one of my absolute favorite nobody asked you patrice like literally robin yelling this at patrice all the time was just so unnecessary but so funny absolutely loved it suit up just a classic um and when robin actually did like suit up when they went to play laser tag i think and of course that episode when everyone suits up and they do like a musical number in the street apparently that is neil patrick harris's favorite episode which makes sense because of how much he's involved in broadway and musicals um then there's whenever robin says but um on um air and you have to take a drink every time she says it i think about this literally too much on the daily basis like anytime especially when i'm on the podcast and i'm recording i'll say but um and honestly like in my real life when i'm talking i'll just think and it's like it goes together because of this show i just think about like but um not like but comma um but yeah so if you hear but um you got a drink that was always the thing then the doppelgangers so i don't remember all of them but this was like a really wacky thing on the show and i read a theory that people thought maybe the doppelgangers like the characters who were the doppelgangers was kind of what the characters were supposed to be or like represented repressed feelings about who they were supposed to be so for example um the robin's doppelganger is like this masculine person or is like a guy or something that looks like her i don't remember and the theory is that oh robin's father always wanted a boy or something and wanted her to be like more and that's why she's kind of tomboy so maybe that was like a repressed feeling and it was represented through the doppelganger um i don't really remember the other ones but i will say that this was the first time like that i realized doppelgangers were not just a thing in the vampire diaries like they're actually a word that's used in real life like i thought only people who watched the vampire diaries knew what a doppelganger was 
Then there's Let's Go to the Mall. Another thing I think of way too constantly, and that was when um, Robin did her little music video as Robin Sparkles. Um, so it's like, let's go to the mall. Then a lifetime like hack, literally nothing go, nothing good happens after 2am. This is just stuck with me always. And whenever I've been in situations in school or anything where it's like close to 2am, someone says this definitely. Then, um, the phrase you son of a bee. So that was something that Lily says all the time. I absolutely love it. It's just a really funny line and I love the way she delivered it. The interventions on the show were always super ridiculous. I couldn't remember a single intervention that happened on the show, but everyone remembers the banner. Um, Boats, boats, boats. I don't remember the context of this at all, but I just remember the blonde who played. I don't remember who she played in Heart of Dixie, but she was in Heart of Dixie and she was just like on a boat advertisement saying boats, boats, boats. Then there's the song like, I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more just to be then then like that whole thing. My brother and I sing this all the time and like we think about it at random times and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot about this. And of course now it's stuck in my head. And then lastly, another thing that my brother and I um, quote all the time is come again for big fudge, judge fudge, fudge supreme, like in reference to Marshall and all his different um, titles. We used to say it all the time, although we said the quote wrong. We used to say one more time for Big Fudge, but it's come again for Big Fudge. But yeah. So now some of my favorite episodes. Um, This is one of those moments where I really feel like I need to rewatch because I had a hard time remembering specific episodes other than like major ones. And honestly, I feel like these might not necessarily be my favorite episodes. They're just ones that I do remember. Um, So one of them is one that I do remember like really enjoying, but I only enjoyed like one aspect of it or at least I only remember this aspect of the sh- of the episode. So I don't remember what the episode was called or what happens in it other than this one plot point like I said. But in this episode um it's the episode with the cockamouse and so Lily and Marshall come in contact with some mouse slash cockroach in the apartment and it's absolutely horrifying and then they finally get rid of it by throwing it out the window only to discover that it can fly and it like is turning around so they're like close the window close the window I never laughed harder in my life than watching this episode I distinctly remember like sitting on my bed in my dorm sophomore year just laughing hilarious like hysterically at this scene Um, then the entire episode when Barney proposes to Robin and we see how he orchestrated this entire ordeal with like Patrice and the playbook, it was just a literal masterpiece and one of the most romantic things ever. And I'm like, if my future husband doesn't propose to me in a way that is so specific to me and like, it doesn't have to be that over the top, but just needs to be like really specific to me and shows like thoughtfulness and dedication. I just, I don't want it. Um, Then when Lily and Marshall go to Minnesota for the holidays and Lily is really freaked out because she might be pregnant and she's scared of having a family like Marshall's and moving to St. Cloud and literally everything is like supersized because they're all really tall and big and hockey players and everything and they pull out the jar of mayonnaise and it's like this insane size. Um, And then lastly, when Robin is, or oh my God, I wrote when Robin is dating Stella. I meant when Ted is dating Stella and they go to New Jersey. I don't remember much about this episode other than showing how much Ted hates Jersey. And it was really funny. He's like, every time it's New Jersey. Um, So yeah, now something I wanted to talk about is something that is very similar to Friends and that is 
the amazing guest stars that they have had on this show. Um, I didn't list all of them because, you know, there's not enough time, but these are like the most standout ones to me. So first up was Jennifer Morrison. So she played Zoe, and this doesn't really count because like it was a significant role. It wasn't really just like one episode. But I didn't realize that Jennifer Morrison was Zoe in How I Met Your Mother until I started watching Once Upon a Time. And I thought she seemed so familiar and I was making a reaction video and I'm like, how do I know this person? And in the comments then, um, people said that she played Zoe in How You Met Your Mother, who I was really struggling to remember, but then it hit me. And then they also said she played Cassidy on This Is Us and I was like, okay, now I see it. Um, Then we had Cal Penn who played um, Kevin and this was really funny because, um, of course, then... Um, John Cho played in this movie in How I Met Your Mother as well. He played like a businessman who tried to convince Marshall to join his company. And this duo of like John Cho and um, Cal Penn was really funny because they're of course Harold and Kumar in the Harold and Kumar movies, which then had guest appearances by Neil Patrick Harris, who played himself in the movie. So that was just like one of those very meta things in Hollywood. Then there was Katie Holmes who played the slutty pumpkin and like I said I would bring this episode up again and we finally meet her at the end and I think she was like really dumb or something or hit her and Ted like I don't know they clashed or something but I just distinctly remember this. Another Dawson's Creek person we had James Vanderbeek play Simon who was Robin's first boyfriend then J-Lo, literally Jennifer Lopez guest starred on this show. She played an author who helped Robin work through her issues with Barney. Like, I'm sorry, J-Lo was on this. And then speaking of huge names, Britney Spears was on this. She played Abby, a receptionist at a dermatologist's office, which is where Ted's fiance ended up working. Um, and apparently um, Britney Spears actually like saved the show's ratings like it was pretty low ratings and then Britney Spears came on the show and it started to do a lot better and apparently Britney Spears wanted to be on the show like she is the one that reached out about being on it so that's kind of crazy. Um, then we have M- Joe Manganiello. I definitely butchered his last name. I apologize um, but he played Brad one of Marshall's friends from law school but I know him from Um, One Tree Hill, he played Owen, and of course, asking Brooke Davis, what's underneath all the clothes, Brooke Davis? Heidi Klum guest starred as herself, iconic. Enrique Iglesias played Gael, the man Robin met in Argentina, which, like, did Robin have, like, those braids at one point? I feel like she did. Then Lucy Hale guest starred as Robin's younger sister, Katie, and we had another Pretty Little Liars guest star, Ashley Benson, played Carly, who is Barney's half-sister, who ended up dating Ted for a little bit. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda was on. He played Gus, who encountered Marshall and Lily on the train in season nine. Um, Katy Perry was on the show. She played Zoe's gullible cousin, who they named Honey because they couldn't remember her name. Um, Mandy Moore played Amy, who was a girl Ted got drunk with, and then he woke up the next morning with a butterfly tattoo on his back. Carrie Underwood was in the show. She played Tiffany, who was in a relationship with another guy, but was kind of interested in Ted and told him to stick around and be patient or something. Then Alan Thicke played someone from Robin's pop star past. John Lithgow played Barney's father. Nicole Scherzinger played Robin's former best friend when she was Robin Sparkles. Laura Prepon, who of course was from that 70s show, was Ted's snobby college girlfriend whose name was Karen. So that's just really funny. Like she's playing a what 
you know, slang would be a Karen. Her character was literally like this snobby person who thought so highly of herself and was constantly annoyed by everyone. And like, that's what a Karen is now. So it's just like, wow, did How I Met Your Mother predict Karens? Um, this is one's really sad, but Alex Trebek guest starred as a game show host that Robin auditioned to be on. Um, and obviously Alex Trebek was the host of Jeopardy forever until he recently passed away. Um, Regis Philbin also was on the show. He joined the crew when they were trying to find the best burger in the city. Um, and obviously this is also sad because he recently passed away as well. Rachel Bilson played Ted's future wife's roommate, but of course we know her as Zoe Hart from Heart of Dixie or Summer Roberts from The O.C. Jorge Garcia played the Blitz um, in that Thanksgiving episode, and this was great for two reasons. So one, in that episode, they make a reference to Lost because they say to shout out a bunch of random numbers, and Jorge Garcia's character like shouts out a bunch and those specific numbers were like the numbers from lost i've never seen lost i don't know the significance of them but i know they're significant and then the other great thing about that episode is that jorge garcia is in this episode with jennifer morrison and they were both in once upon a time together because jennifer morrison obviously played emma in once upon a time and then jorge garcia played the giant who is like on the beanstalk in once upon a time so it's like love to see it then we have Dave Coulier played um, himself on the show and he made a cut it out joke, which was great because he's like doing this little interview and he's saying like, cut it out. And then Bob Saget in the narration is saying like, I always like that joke, obviously being a little full house reference. I mean, you guys know I love my references. Then Candace King was on it. She played Lily's younger sister and she actually had red hair in this point and was in beauty school and gave Marshall frosted tips before the wedding. But of course, we know Candace King as Caroline Forbes from The Vampire Diaries. And last but not least, Robin's boyfriend. Um, we had Robbie Amell who played Robin's boyfriend who acted like a dog and his nickname was Scooby. And I think that was some foreshadowing because Robbie Amell was in some Scooby-Doo movie I don't remember which one, but he's in one of them. Um, so yeah. So now the last thing from the show that we will talk about are, of course, fun facts. Now, there are literally so many fun facts about How I Met Your Mother. Um, so I will try my best to pick, like, I tried my best to pick the best ones, in my opinion. So first up, Allison Hannigan, who played um, Lily, Kobe Smulders, who played uh, Robin and Neil Patrick Harris, who played Barney. So all of them, their husbands all guest starred on the show at one point. So Allison Hannigan's husband played Sandy Rivers, who was one of the other news anchors with Robin. Kobe Smulders' husband played Gary Blauman, who was one of Marshall's friends. And then Neil Patrick Harris's husband played Lily's high school boyfriend, Scooter. So that's just a fun thing to see. Um, then the creators of the show are in a real life band and they actually wrote and performed the theme song. I know in the theme song there are no lyrics, but I guess it is a full song, but they only chose the little da 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 Sorry, that was really painful. Um but yeah, that's pretty cool. And then speaking of the creators, Ted and Marshall are based on the two creators of the show, and Lily is then based on one of their wives, so that's fun. 
Um, the actors took home important props from the show. So Kobe Smulders took home Robin Sparkle's bedazzled jean jacket. Allison Hannigan took home the little British red phone booth. Neil Patrick Harris took the playbook and their booth from McLaren's. Um, Josh Radner took the blue French horn. And then one of the creators took the two swords that were hanging in Ted and Marshall's apartment and actually put them up as like decor in his house. So that's funny. Then McLaren's is based on a real bar in New York City called McGee's, and they named it McLaren's after like a production assistant that they worked with. Um, then this is a really fun one, in my opinion. The actors who played, and I feel like most people know this one though. So the actors who played Ted's kids, um, knew who the mother was for years before everyone else. And so this was obviously because when you think about it, you imagine that Ted is telling this story to his kids just, you know, one night in the future and not over the course of nine years. So they had to always be wearing the same thing and make sure they looked the same. But this was going to be a problem because they were teenagers and they were going through puberty. They would continue to like mature over the course of the show. So they had to film all the scenes toward the beginning of the series so they would look the same. And that, of course, included the scene when they find out who the mother is and that Ted ends up with Robin. And so to ensure this secret, they had to sign non-disclosure agreements so they couldn't tell anyone. And they actually only even had one camera operator in the room like to film and everyone else like didn't know until the end. Um, and so this obviously means that the creators knew how the show was going to end from the start, unlike other shows where there's like a big reveal at the end, but they're constantly changing it along the way like pretty little liars um then another fun thing i want to talk about is easter eggs you guys know i love easter eggs so here are some of the best ones first up the color purple so someone noticed that this happened when ted is about to break up with someone so like someone's wearing the color purple or it's like prominent in the scene or whatever and the whole point is that then um obviously the umbrella, which is, of course, the symbol of the mom, is yellow, and yellow and purple are opposite colors. So Ted has to be done with purple before moving on to yellow. So I thought that's, like, really cool and really artistically well done. Then this one I learned from a TikTok video, but in the episode where Marshall finds out that his dad passed away, there are, like, Easter egg countdowns throughout the whole episode from 50 counting down to zero. So in every scene, you can find a number on the screen, and that will count down to the second that Marshall finds out about his dad. Um, and then the last one is about the mother's name. So in one of the episodes in season one, Ted talks about when he met a stripper whose name is Tracy. And then the narration says, and that kids is the true story of how I met your mother. But like in the episode, you know, he's joking and he like adds a little joke or something, but watching it back, it's not really a joke since the mother's name is actually Tracy. Um, and then the last fun fact I have is that after the How I Met Your Mother series finale, there was actually a spinoff in the works called How I Met Your Dad starring Greta Gerwig. And it was going to be about a woman named Sally who was recently divorced and on the hunt for a new love. But it never happened because of creative differences between the writers and CBS. Um, but that was back in like 2014. And then I think in 2017, um, another like news outlet announced that there was potential for a, a spinoff called How I Met Your Father, but nothing's been confirmed since then. 
So yeah, that's everything I have to say about how, you're, how I met your mother. I know I've been putting this one off for a very long time and it was mainly because sitcoms are just really difficult for me to talk about because I feel like I never remember enough about the show and the plot lines um, and I won't do it justice, but I hope you guys enjoyed it to an extent and I covered at least like the basics. Um, so that's everything I have to say. And hopefully you'll come back for more and this didn't like put you off and you're like, ugh, no, she didn't didn't do How I Met Your Mother justice. But honestly, How I Met Your Mother is one of my all-time favorite shows. I ranked it recently in um like my favorite TV shows of all time video, and it was came in at number 10. And it's like I said in part one, it's one of two sitcoms in my top 10 favorite TV shows. So it is very special to me. Um, but otherwise, if you're not already following me, please do so at Not So Critically Acclaimed, both on Instagram and TikTok. Also, please join the Facebook group. I created this community so you guys could talk amongst yourself about your favorite TV shows, ask for recommendations, literally anything and everything related to TV. So if you're interested in joining, the link is in my bio in both Instagram and TikTok. Um, And all you have to do is answer the question about what your favorite show is and agree to the group rules and then you're good to go. Um, As for everything else, if you have TV Time, which is a fun app to track your TV shows, you can follow me there as well at Not So Critically Acclaimed. It's just fun to see like what I'm watching in real time. And, you know, if you're super type A and you just want to check off when you've watched a show, it's really fun and a great way to organize all your shows if you're watching a lot like I am. But otherwise, that's all for the Not So Critically Acclaimed podcast this week. I'll be back next week with another show or movie. Who knows? But thanks for listening. and I'll talk to you later. Bye.